do you have Puccini's so and so by so you know, but the last recording, the Viennese recording, it's very, very hard to find. So it's going to take some time. I said, this is going to take some time. So stay with us, Larry. Uh, did you hear that? Yeah, take the call. Just stay with us to come back. We're looking. That was Puccini, so and so and so and so. That's the Vienna recording. We have a call. Someone has it. They're bringing it over. We've got it. Very careful, Larry. Careful, careful. Put that down. All right, here it comes. And it was, I'm a roadrunner, baby. Just play it. And do that for two hours. And people would still call, do you have... Peter, this is General Semantics of the Mexican Free Air Force. How do you do, General? Uh, I have a problem. Uh, I used to be very nervous, and I used to have hobbies to uh, divert myself from uh, these nervous habits, like uh, collecting naval lint. I have a beautiful serape that my girlfriend Chiquita knitted into uh, a serape out of ten quart jars of uh, naval lint. And uh, I used to pick my toes and things like that. And then I got my Oz Lovin' kit which I uh, obtained by sending one dollar to KPFK, Los Angeles 38. And I uh, 
sit around and stare at my Oz-loving kid all the way. I've already memorized part of it. Would you like to hear part of it? I don't think I have much choice, do I? Well, Gen uh... General, you outrank me. True. I'm only a specific. Well, I'll just memorize or recite a small part of it to you. Uh, four score and seven jackals to go. A lame soothsayer brought forth from the short order of soul. A new naval went conceived in the womb of hazel cesspools and dedicated to the velvet truss of, uh... Well, I've forgotten the rest of it, I think. Well, I think you ought to go back and stare at it. Right. Thank you very much for okay, calling. thank you, Peter. Do it again, maybe. Right. Bye. Good night. Hello. There you are. You're off the air, and we're on the air, and it's Radio Free Oz. It's KPFK in Los Angeles, and I'm speaking with three pseudo-representatives of the provost. Actual members of the provost never appear because they detest publicity, but they have one paid representative, a guy who actually makes his pie card off of going around and talking provo. He's just returned from a very, very successful speaking tour of the junior colleges, and he's with us yeah. here tonight, Mike, Mike Agnello. Uh, last week... Uh, as a matter of fact, uh, I was invited to uh, speak about Provo at uh, uh, Kurt von Meyer's uh, art history class. And, uh, you know, we talked, you know, from 9.30 till, uh, in the morning till uh, 12 o'clock in the afternoon, or thereabouts. And uh, as is Provo custom, uh, generally words really don't make too much of a difference. You know, Provo kind of acts. I think you've proven uh, that this evening. Uh, you know, and... Uh, we're, we're, we are about, as a matter of fact, to take action upon you, Peter. You know that, don't you? I don't have the slightest idea. And uh, anyway, at, at Kurt von Meyer's class, uh, a little-known Provo activity took place while I talked. Uh, I described a piece by a New York happening artist, Allison Knowles, which uh, describes uh, Tie Up the Audience. And uh, so three provosts burst into the room while I'm talking, and I explained the piece to them, and I asked for their cooperation. And the entire class and the instructor were tied up and fastened to their chairs. And uh, as we left, we gagged them. And uh, it proved to be a rather successful, uh, I think, provo action. It uh, didn't seem to, you know, re result in any bad repercussions. The class didn't seem to really mind too much. Uh, Bursting they in. They felt fun. like it was an artistic gesture and therefore worth uh, participating in. And I think that's that's the right attitude for the public. You know, when they when they encounter a provo action should be that kind of uh, give and take, and especially maybe take. Uh, they take a lot a lot of other things, you know. You went up to the Bee-In in San Francisco, and there were posters that said, what, presented by the Bee-In, presented by Provo? Uh, yeah, this was in, uh, in Los Angeles as well as San Francisco. <laughs> yeah. The, uh, the thing there, of course, uh, was very, very sad because an awful lot of friends uh, turned on me, particularly, because uh, for some strange reason I'd been uh, associated with being a spokesman for Provo. Uh, perhaps I am hired. And uh, what did the sign say? Oh, the signs simply said, uh, Provo presents the human being. The uh, thing, of course, that people may not know about yet is that uh, Provo is, is the uh, mid-20th century everyman. And uh, Provo is not me. It's <coughs> certainly not Peter. And they, and, they, <laughs> and they got uptight, and they ran to the microphone and said, no, no, it's not a Provo affair. Yeah, they said, no, it's, it's uh, mine. It's, it's mine, mine, it's mine, yeah. it's mine. One of the things the Provos do is ride herd on the hippies, no doubt about it. Hello, you're on the air. Hello. I'd like to say that I was, you know, I'm a student in Von Meyer's class, and that Mike Agnello never did any such thing. 
It's all a tissue of lies. It is. In other words, he can come on the radio. He's a liar. He can sit there and talk. He was very boring. And I really wish that you'd... I was was at that class. I don't know. Who could this be? You know, I simply... I mean, I came in and I tied tied about 12 people up. I know, I believe the caller. I'm quite sure that these guys are just sitting... It's a pack of lies? Yeah, I've heard them before, too, and I give them the microphone only because I think youth should be heard. You know? It's all a pack of lies. That's youth should be heard. Thank you very much for calling you. Well, one second. What about that human being, too? That was really unkind. I mean, it was a loving thing, and they jumped in there and appropriated it. Who did? They jumped in and appropriated, appropriated it. Right. We appropriated it. We appropriated it. Well, yeah, we appropriated it. Yes, and that's Angeles. probably the, the unkindest blow of all when you can take someone's property away from them, particularly when they've claimed all the way down the line that it's not their property at all. That's quite true. That is really a bummer. It really is. Thank you for calling. Certainly. Good night. Hello, you're on the air. Peter. Yes. Uh, say, uh, who are you? Who do you have over there with you? Just a second, wait, Mike. Who are yeah. these guys that are in the studio? You know, like, we can't do that. We gotta, like, just, we can't have more than three people in the studio because of the microphones. Oh, uh, I think there are uh, some people from Hollywood Provo. Yeah, well, uh, you'll have to, <laughs> you'll have to come back a little later. The thing is, look, I'll put you over to Dona, and she'll take care of you and get on the other side of the glass, because we got, uh... Hey, hey, hey what are you... Hey, uh, I got, look listen, at the I, got a, home, I got a guy on the telephone, all right? Would you mind, yeah, like, uh, you, uh, just, uh, maybe I can talk to the, uh, hey. Good evening, Michael. Good evening, Peter, um, and good evening, KPFK audience. At this time, Hollywood Provo presents two hours of continuous sign-offs. Station KPFK, listener-supported Pacifica Radio for Southern California, transmits from Mount Wilson with an effective radiated power of 110,000 watts on an assigned frequency of 90.7 megacycles. Provo regrets any temporary discomfort it may have caused Peter Bergman and the night staff of radio station KPFK. KPFK with offices and studios at 3729 Cahuenga in North Hollywood now unfortunately concludes this day of broadcasting. Good night and continued good wishes from Provo. This is Peter Bergman, and welcome back to True Confessions of the Real World. There's little doubt in anyone's mind that the world has changed substantially since that dark day in September. The challenge is how to figure it all out when everything down the line has changed A to Z. My contribution is an abecedary for the new world. An abecedary is a book or poem arranged in alphabetical order. What simpler way to explain what's going on than a rhymed primer? Ready? Here we go. A is for anthrax, the dead letter spore. B's bioterror. Can we take any more? C is for colon, the man of the day. D is Dick Cheney, who's hidden away. E's the economy, taking a dive. F's for Rev Falwell, who's still talking jive. G's Giuliani, who led through the trouble. H is the heroes, who dug through the rubble. I is for Islam, now riven with strife. J is for jihad, which threatens our life. K is for Kabul, which was ready to fall. L is Bin Laden, who started it all. M is Musharraf, our new friend over there. N's Northern Alliance. Are they willing to share? O is for oil, which we substance abuse. P is for Putin, whom we happily use. Q is Al-Qaeda, those criminal tramps. 
R's for our rockets, which level their camps. S is the Saudis who fund war on the sly. T is the terror their petrobucks buy. U is the Uzbeks who support our barrage. V is for victory, a fact or mirage. W is our leader. Will he show us the way? X is the unknown that haunts us each day. Y is the question. Why must the bombs fall? Z is ground zero. That answers it all. But what can we learn from this rhymed A to Z? That the future we face is not easy to see. But we can rewrite it, go letter by letter, and so doing our chances get better and better. This is Peter Bergman inviting you to stay tuned to another edition of True Confessions of the Real World.